you've, you've spoken about the other front, the essentially the American front against Israel. Right. With particular reference to this current administration. But the truth is, uh, this is not the first anti-Israel administration in U.S. history. And the no. most obviously anti-Israel administration was the Obama administration. And Correct. Biden, of course, was part of that administration. Absolutely. Could you, could you speak to that, perhaps? Yeah, I, I hear all these people. Look, first of all, let's set the record straight. Countries, particularly imperial countries, have permanent interests, not permanent friendships. Okay, we have to realize that. Number two, we cannot see the United States as anything other than Edo, Rome, if you will. And in that respect, whatever president takes over, we should remember, is an American president, not an Israeli president. Even if the most pro-Zionist um, Jewish American became president, his actions would be controlled, if you will, or framed within the context of his role as an American president, not an American Jew. We have to remember that. This is why when we see ambassadors like Jack Lew, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sorry for even mentioning his name, or Tom Nides, or any of the other, I'm leaving Friedman out of this, of course, but any of the other Jewish um, American ambassadors here, they, they weren't interested in us because of their religious affiliations with us. They were Americans. They were diplomats, as the old saying goes, sent abroad to lie for their, honest men sent abroad to lie for their country. Okay, I expect this. The notion that America represents something different from all the other imperial powers that we fought over the millennia is a lethal fallacy, potentially lethal fallacy that we have to dispense with. As far as Joe Biden is concerned in particular, I hear people saying, He's a wonderful guy. He's pro-Zionist. Um, he's pro-Israel. He's a Christian Zionist. He's a Christian so, Zionist. So we're told, but this is apparently uh, without any basis in fact. At all. If you look at Joe Biden's record with regard to Israel, it is appalling. We only have to reference two instances to show this. One, his confrontation with um, Menachem Begin where he pounded the table and he threatened Menachem Begin, who, Baruch Hashem, rose to the occasion and pushed back. But his true feelings towards Israel, Jews in general, and Israel in particular, were laid bare. What, what was the issue at that time with, with Begin? That uh, Israel was not coming to heal. That they weren't acting in a manner that was con that was helpful or consistent with American foreign policy in the Middle East. That settlement activity was a threat not just to regional peace but to global peace. That's where it started from. Back then, Biden was spouting those lies. Back then, with full conviction. You're you're speaking about uh, over forty years ago. 
Correct. And lately, and let's come forward. We remember the betrayal of of um, Ob- of uh, Obama. I want to call him Biden. Obama uh, at the UN in the closing days of the you Obama. Could, you could call him Biden because yeah, any, because any intelligent any any intelligent observer knows that this is the third Obama administration. Quite right. So when when Obama betrayed Israel at the UN uh, by not um, either vetoing or supporting us openly by just abstaining in a vote, a critical vote at, at the, the end, end at the end of his second term, correct. Um, Biden was all in favor of that and defend as continued to defend that decision, right? So I've left out. In enough other uh, other examples that could, that would take up hours to, to to verify exactly where Joe Biden stands on the um, spectrum of friend or foe of Israel. He is not a friend of Israel, and right now he is putting the needs of his reelection or the Democratic Party's reelection in 2024, ahead of really the U.S.-Israel special commitment, a special relationship. How do, what do I mean by that? All of these negative things that I just mentioned, including, and I, I should have added as another aspect of the, the, the other front, this call for a Palestinian state. I, I should have mentioned that also, I'm sorry. And where does this come from? Well, the left, the hard left voters in the United States that are jumping ship uh, as far as uh, the Biden uh, reelection campaign is concerned. And of course, the Muslim vote, particularly they're, they're, in the they're trying to, they're trying to uh, guarantee the the uh, Muslim voters in Michigan. Quite right. And so this is why you have these these statements by um, Biden saying he wants this war in Gaza ended at a certain point because the re-election campaign, his re-election campaign is going to be gearing up at that point. And he can't have Jews committing, Jews, I'm not going to call it Israelis, it's Jews committing genocide against the poor, innocent Palestinians in, in Gaza while he's trying to kind of corral or, or, or call back, rather, um, the radical left wing of the Democratic Party and the and the Muslim voters in swing states like Michigan, so he's just throwing us right under the bus, his re-election bus, if you will. And so, what kind of ally is that? Not a very good one, not a very honest one, not a very reliable one. And so, you still have people arguing. Well, you know, look at what like people like um, uh, Yaakov Katz, for example, the former editor in chief of the Jerusalem Post, just quelling over how wonderful Biden in particular and the Americans in general were in supplying us with arms. Well, there we had that window of opportunity given the shock of what happened on October 7th. But And everybody knew we had maybe a week or two to do whatever we were going to do against Hamas before the wheel turned. And boy, did it turn. So, by the way, uh, full disclosure, I've had this same argument with um, Donald Trump supporters. 
I gave a speech uh, a couple of days ago in which um, a lot of the people in the audience, they're former Americans, were, you know, bemoaning the fact that we didn't have Donald Trump as president right now because he was, in their view, uh, the most pro-Israeli, uh, pro-Jewish uh, president we've ever had. And I pointed out to them a couple of things. Number one, he never had a second term. And it's within the second term that you really see the the nature, the real nature of the president, of a president towards American Jewry and Israel. They don't need us anymore. We are the dispensable people during that second term. And Trump never had it. As far as all the wonderful things that he did over the Golan for us over the Golan Heights, sovereignty over the Golan Heights, uh, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of the Jewish people, you know all these things, people don't realize he's a real estate guy, and and there's all with him there is always a cheshbon, there's always a bill that has to be paid. There's always a deal, a deal, and in 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 his he termed this whole. Uh, policy he had, you know, the the deal of the century. Okay, well, if you look at the map, proposed map of Yehuda and Shamron, it's a shooting gallery. It looks like a shooting gallery for our people there. It would have been impossible to maintain uh, our hold on the territories short of an outright war if that plan had actually been implemented. Which, which is coming anyhow. Which is coming anyhow. Except we're in a slightly better position now than we would have been under this deal of the century that he proposed. So we have to remember that as as good as we think, as supportive as we hope uh, the American president is, they have their own vested interests and they aren't, they aren't always aligned with ours. In fact, they're very rarely aligned with ours. So Joe Biden, O'Biden, as I would call him, is no friend of us, of ours at all.